Welcome to the Roseanne Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 56. I'm Joel Payne. I'm Sam Hargreaves. And this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving the local church. In this episode, we'll be reflecting back on 12 months of the 12 Song Challenge, meeting a member of our online community, dissecting a song from our new album, and of course, responding to your correspondence. Hello, Joel. Hello, Sam. Happy autumn. Thanks, mate. Oh, it's not autumn yet. It's Isn't definitely it? summer. Still, definitely still summer. Yeah. It's starting. To, it feels a little bit more autumnish. We had a, a heat wave for a few days, and then temperatures plummeted. I've got quite a lot of acorns in my garden now. They are the the bane of my thrice. No, every three years the oak tree chucks down acorns. Really, like thousands and thousands and thousands of them. I got quite excited the first time. Um, apart from the fact of how difficult it's gathering up, I discovered. You, I thought, what can you do with them? I discovered you can make acorn coffee. So I got. <laughs> I got a bunch of acorns, <laughs> carefully peeled them, which frankly is really hard work, and kept getting the bits jammed up my fingernails. And then um, I, and then I baked, the, and then I think halved them, and then baked them in the oven for a while, and then ground them. I mean, this took me hours, and ground them, and then put them into a little mocha pot to make a, an acorn coffee. Do you know what it tasted of? Tree. Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was rubbish. You should put little uh, googly eyes on them, then they look like people with little hats on. Oh, that is sweet. Yeah. What have you been up to, Sam? I've been on holiday, been to Sweden. Mm. Uh, yeah, been chilling out. And uh, then we're getting ready for our filming of our um, video training course. Oh, for yeah. When's, when are you doing that? A couple of weeks. Nice. Uh, we're doing a couple of days of us, Sarah and I, teaching. And then we're doing a Saturday um, with a little band and a little congregation um so yeah that should be fun real uh and then in october we've got a whole life worship day in banbury if people want to come along to that it's going to be fun uh, but yeah that's that's about it really all your life How about in you? one day um i've had a bit of holiday i snuck back to wydale which was nice where we have our songwriting oh. retreat um because we, we sort of decided to take a, a, a impromptu last week a sort of, yeah week in the summer and um just asked on Facebook if anyone had an empty house. And as it was, our friend Mark, who manages Wydell Hall, was going on holiday. So we went up to stay in his house instead, which is lovely. Up in North Yorkshire, we went to Whitby and had fish and chips from the Magpie. We went to Scarborough, went to the circus. We went to Ravenscar. Have you ever heard of Ravenscar? I could get really boring, no. actually, about Ravenscar. Just I'm sure you couldn't, Joel. Google it. Everything really you say is interesting. interesting. It's really interesting. <laughs> it, it was, they attempted to create a new Victorian seaside resort. And it oh. spectacularly failed, but it's fascinating. Um, okay. Also, lots of seals and beautiful and stuff. When you were um, at Wydale, did you yeah. find yourself accidentally organising Joel, um, Huck, and Rhiannon into like groups to write songs together? Yeah, we sat down and critiqued our contribution to each day, <laughs> <laughs> gave feedback. <laughs> no, not so much. Um, oh, good. No, it's really nice. It's such a beautiful place. And normally at the end of it, every year we do the retreat, I get to the end of it and think, why didn't I book at least an extra night here just so I could relax and enjoy the yeah. quiet and tranquility and the beautiful scenery. So that's a real privilege. This podcast was brought to you by Wydale. By Wydale Hall. Conference centre. You can, other conference centres are available. So we don't have to do that because we're not the BBC. But we, <laughs> we still do believe in equality and other stuff. Um, yeah. 
And then albuming mainly, just kind of working on the resources for the album. So it's quite the stuff that goes in, as well as you know, doing all the recordings and stuff, but um, making a songbook, getting artwork sorted, sorting all the scores and charts and things. And a lot of it is just revising stuff we had before because we've revisited lots of songs. But still, yeah, oh, it's a phenomenal amount of work. Um, if if we were a big massive label, yeah. there'd be like a department for each aspect oh, of that, wouldn't gosh, there? Can you imagine? I there'd mean, be the sheet music words. department. Yeah, it wouldn't even be two people department. doing it; it'd be ten people doing it. Yeah, oh, sad. rather than just like you in your pants. Can you make a, can you make a massive donation? <laughs> if you donated your next royalty check, <laughs> how many staff would that buy? <laughs> It'll buy you an acorn. <laughs> you know, with googly eyes. With googly eyes. <laughs> oh, let's uh, let's look at some correspondence. We've had a few people get in touch since. Um, since last time we mentioned last time that we will reboot the 12 song challenge in the new year and we if anyone has any ideas for themes we got a couple um one of them somebody suggested writing songs for baptism um which is certainly an interesting one and then um somebody else suggested doing songs writing songs from different excuse me someone else suggested writing songs from different metaphors and this prompted quite a discussion on our facebook group and sam you, you were you contributed to this yeah, so it's interesting, basically raising a bunch of questions about how should we use metaphors? Should we only use biblical metaphors of God? Is it presumptuous of us to kind of describe God in a way that is outside his, you know, you know, using a, a fresh image or an image that's not in the Bible? Uh, some stuff about the some of the, the the less used biblical metaphors. So you know we. We don't sing much about um, God as a hen gathering her chicks, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, and some people will then come in and say, well, we must, we must update. We must, you know, say something in a, in a fresh yeah. language that makes sense today. So, um, yeah, I think that could be really, uh, that could be really fruitful as a, as a future theme. I think it's exciting. I, I like the idea that people have different... Um some people are nervous of it and some people are very mm. excited about it. But I love the way that we as a community can then have a go at writing those songs and test them on each other and say, well, look, yeah. what do you think? Have I gone too far? Does this speak to you? And yeah. for the person who's very kind of wants to stay very much within a certain framework, say, OK, well, you know, test this idea within what you think is the right framework then and see and be yeah. creative within there. And let's see what comes out. Yeah. We'll get different kinds of songs, I would think. Yeah, it's good. Let's dissect a classic. Dissect a classic. Except this month we're calling it Dissect a Sausage. <laughs> <laughs> because we're not doing a classic. We thought just to be different. We do a resound classic. How about that? We're dissecting a resound worship classic. Um, Joel, every song you write is a classic. Yeah, it's true. It's true. As you may know from regular listeners to the podcast, we uh, recorded an album in May, and a live worship album, and it was... Um, mainly a kind of collection of our best songs from the last 12 years of writing and publishing together. Excitingly, I got the final mastered um, album back the other day. Dun, 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 final, dun, dun. finished, dun, 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 yeah! Um, now, so we're going to listen to one. We're going to listen. This is going to be yeah. a world exclusive. We have not put this out anywhere else in the world. Um, not even my mum has heard it. I don't think she listens to this <laughs> podcast, so she won't hear it yet. And um, so we're going to play it to you. I'm over-egging this, aren't I now? 
A little bit, but, but you it, know, it's going to be good. Thought we'd play it to you here. It will appear um, very shortly. We're going to do it as a kind of single, as, as a pre-release thing. So this song will go out and there'll be a video along with it and so on. So you'll see that on social media and so on. But for now, um, let's have a little bit of fun and um, uh, have a little world exclusive and listen to Jesus You Have Called Us from the new album, Let Praise Resound. Love it. Ah, thank you. Did you spot yourself on guitar? I did spot myself on you guitar, going, yeah. Bing, 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 You're on Capo 19 or something, aren't you? Yeah, I was I was <laughs> sort of trying not to rip off Radiohead whilst trying to rip off Radiohead. It's <laughs> very nice. Bing, 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 no, I love bing. it. I love it. Love the Atmos. Love the... I love the way the drums come in so, like, it's all gentle and the drums yeah. go like... Boom. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're not subtle at all those like straight in it's nice isn't it gorgeous yeah. and lovely Andy lovely well he is lovely lovely Andy Clark and his yeah. sister Amy singing on that yeah. so it's a really nice um, terrific brother vocals. and sister duo they're really nice yeah 
wicked. Do you want me to? I mean, do you are you, you going to critique it? <laughs> <laughs> if I had written this song, yeah, you know, I would have done. Oh, did I? I would have. No, I'm pretty happy with this one. This, this was when released. It, we released it 12 years ago. Where did it come from? I can't remember. Really? <laughs> I was going to say. I thought this would be great. I'll tell you all about how I wrote it. 12 uh, years. 12 ago. 12 years ago. Yeah. I and it sounds so modern, doesn't it? You know, one of the things that makes it sound modern is the <laughs> is the repeated the chord progression. Repeated throughout. chords, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 and that's really it. bold. We're on it. I would say, I would say, yeah. I think some people would want the chorus to go in a different place. Yeah, what key's in? This is like this is the ultimate version of we don't care that it's out there in the world. We're going to critique it anyway. This is like we just recorded this, and now we're going to critique it. You put it in dissect it, to classic. It. We're going to dissect it. <laughs> dissect it. I'm just saying. Go on. All I'm saying <laughs> is, yeah, um, that I think some people would want the chorus to go. You know, I will follow where you lead. It's like. If you change the chords in the chorus, it would suddenly have a kind of lift of kind of positivity. Whereas what I really like about it is that it doesn't do that. And actually the chorus, because the whole song has got a slight melancholy to it, which I really, really like. And I think it's far more realistic. You know, the context of this is Jesus saying, take up your cross, which is like basically saying, you know, pick up your electric chair and carry it following me and I'm going to go to the cross and you need to go to the cross too. Yeah, thanks, Sam. That is um, an interesting feature, given that I I often um, write these major key happy songs and Mm. interestingly, it comes out, doesn't it? There is a melancholy in there that comes out when I think about following Jesus. Like, it's just hard. Um, mm. And I remember in the, I was looking back through the twelve song challenge. Um, we'll talk about this a bit more recently. But one of the things was about writing a a short one verse song, and I wrote a thing yeah. which was just, and I totally forgotten it until I was looking back through. It was yeah. fill me, send me, lead me, um, yeah. breathe your breath on me. And it's really, I really, it's really sad. And you said at the yeah. time, it's a bit sad for something that's quite... But isn't that interesting? That's obviously it's partly what it goes to for me. I think the other, the other thing I like about it is, we've talked about this a number of times, is that sense of starting with a passage. Yeah. It's quite obvious that you've opened the Bible and gone, ah, oh, Jesus is saying, you know, take up your cross, follow me, deny yourself. And I like the way you've got in there and live, you know, that, that actually it's it's in, you know, it's in losing ourselves that we find ourselves it's in dying to self that we truly live yeah um but then you've gone on to to sort of in each verse to say okay well i'm willing though i'm weak and i'm going to trust you so um i like the fact that you've got the the passage in there very clearly and succinctly and then the personal response um i'd love to see more songs like that Okay, so this is our final session of the 12 Song Challenge for 2019. And uh, we've done 12 months of challenges. Mm -hmm. And there is one person on the forum. We do a forum uh, online. 
who I think has contributed certainly more than Joel and I, I think possibly more than anyone else, <laughs> uh, just with amazingly brilliant, encouraging, uh, insightful, helpful ideas. Uh, and that is Keiko. Uh, and we are really thrilled to be joined by Keiko all the way from the US of A. KK, welcome to the Resound Podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's so great to be able to meet you guys sort of in person. Oh. After Where are you, KK? Exactly. Um, I live in Rochester, New York. Mm-hmm. And can you tell us a little bit about what you do and your background a little bit? Yeah. So um, I'm a classical cellist and um, worked for a while, went to conservatory and worked for a while as a has a professional cellist playing and teaching. And um, and then a few years ago, right around when I, um, well, I have two little girls, and right around when they came along, um, I sort of made a switch, um, did a little bit less cello, and kind of fell into a worship leader position. And so now I work um, at a PCA church, um, a small PCA church, and was able to kind of, um, grow into that job um, gradually and have become just more and more involved um, leading worship and um, writing for my church family. Awesome. And so. how did you find out about us on the podcast and get involved in the forum and stuff? I um, joined Liturgy Fellowship, the online Facebook. It mm-hmm. all comes back to um, Liturgy Fellowship in I the know, end. Right. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think it might have been Travis Ham that yeah. um, shared the 12 Song Challenge, um, the link to it. And I just thought I'd become maybe over the past three or four years, especially interested in songwriting, uh, congregational songwriting. I'd sort of mm. dabbled in it kind of my whole life um, and got a little bit more serious about it maybe um, eight or nine years ago and did some studying of it on my own. Um, but came to really um, appreciate kind of the unique um, art form of writing for other people um, and um, became especially passionate about it just because of how um, unusual it is to be able to um, have this art form that engages potentially hundreds or thousands of people Mm. in um, their minds and sort of their emotions and souls, really, um, yeah. you know, if it's a prayer. Um, but also um, physically, to engage them mm. physically, it's, it's such an int- I couldn't think of any other art form that could engage all the whole person yeah. um, together. And so um, it's become more and more my focus lately. I just really wanted to grow in congregational songwriting. And so when I saw Travis post that, I thought, oh, I've got, I've got to try this. So. Oh. Yeah. So good. Well, thank you for being with us. And we're just going to basically, the three of us, reflect back on the year and a little bit on this last month as well. So I was going to ask you guys first, what was your favourite challenge of the year? Maybe, Joel, you could jump in first, give Keiko a moment to think. But um, what's been your favourite of the 12 challenges? Sure. Um, I mean, I'm rubbish at this question. Um, So just give a little bit of background to this. When when, when, um, Rhiannon and I were getting married... Um, her sister for her hen 
uh, weekend, her sister pulled together this whole kind of questionnaire of stuff she's going to ask me, and then Rhiannon had to try and get the answers right, you know, that kind of test that you do. So she yeah. said, right, what's your favourite film? Oh, I don't really have favourites. Okay, um, <laughs> what's your favourite food? Yeah, I don't really have favourites. <laughs> it went on like this. So, and then on the head night, um, Sarah pulled out this thing and said, right, first question, what's Joel's favourite film? Rhiannon said, uh... Well, Joel doesn't really have favourites. Well done, that's the quiz. <laughs> You've done it. Anyway, that said, um, I think the one which, so from a personal point of view, the one which got stuff pouring out of me in terms of lyrical writing was the whole life worship thing. That just got me... Uh, I've struggled a bit over the 12 months to write more than a verse or a verse and a chorus in most of the songs where everyone else has been pouring out lots of verses. And that was the one where I found several verses and I could have written a dozen more. So I think for me, that was the thing. I just found a real poetry in that that I wanted to explore. Oh, cool. How about you, KK? Um, I have a hard time picking favorites as well. Um, I did really enjoy, I think it was the January challenge where we were supposed to write for Holy Week. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. Just because I felt like there was an opportunity to write about um, specific events um, and the opportunity to use more sensory language um, that... I don't know if it's always appropriate in every sort of worship song, but um, I really enjoyed that. Um, and the other one that I felt like was the most meaningful for me was the opportunity to write um, a funeral song. And it just mm. so happened that a, a member of our church had um, lost a son and mm. was about to lose his wife, um, who'd been battling cancer for a long time. And... And so it was just, um, the timing was amazing. And I felt like I was able to write a song specifically for him and for her, actually. She was able to hear it before she passed. Um, and so that felt incredibly meaningful in a way that I could, in a really tangible way, love um, my congregation. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, so that was probably the most meaningful uh, moment. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that as well, that the, f- the funeral one, I, I found that, um a really um although i think i in the in the setting of the challenge i managed to confuse everyone uh but in what came out from people's um yeah from from people doing it i found that really powerful the way that people approached that and were very sensitive and kind of tried to to think what will help you know in these kinds of situations so i i was really helped by that but i was also really uh, encouraged by the one we did on the Bible, the rhyming Bible songs. Yeah. Uh, and how fun that was, mm. like, and how people kind of got let off the leash and wrote just kind of crazy things and just hugely creative ideas. I really enjoyed that one as well. Mm. That was fun. Cool. Uh, so how about your favourite song or favourite songs by by someone else uh, through the year? What sticks in your mind? Again, Joel, do you want to go well, first? Well, it's interesting that you say the, the rhyming Bible songs because those are the ones which grabbed me. Um, yeah. And I'm actually stuck in my head. So I've got, I picked out two because I can't do a, a single favorite. One of them was Stephen Sloss's David and Goliath oh, yeah. rap. Which is incredible. I, I, can't, I, I can't remember any of the words, but I just remember the way he did it. I'm going to sound like this. And then, oh, 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 do, 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 oh, oh. Yeah. So catchy. Yeah. Absolutely loved that one. leader, one heck of a fella, as the lines drew up for the battle of. Oh, oh. Um, and then the other one um, 
the other one, which actually was the one that KK wrote for the, I think it was for the same challenge, which had the, uh-oh, yeah. uh-oh, Lord, we don't have enough. Uh-oh, <laughs> what are we going to do? I can't remember the words again. And we sing that around the house all the time. We don't know how the rest of it, you know how it is with songs you don't really know, but you've just got a bit and we go, someone says, uh-oh, and we go, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> so that oh is completely gosh. stuck in I have in to tell heads. you about that song i'm actually so tired of that song oh, no. my daughter my youngest daughter asked me she only just maybe the oh, last week or so stopped asking me to sing it to her every single night oh god since i wrote it <laughs> i've had to sing about the feeding of the five thousand every night ever since then oh at least she's gonna know that story now I yeah. awesome so. that's a good thing Said, how will we feed them? He answered, guys, it's all up to you. And they said, uh-oh, uh-oh, Lord, we don't have enough. Uh-oh, what are we going to do? But Jesus said, just thank the Father. Of how about you, Keiko? What has been some of your favorites? Um, so there was one also by Stephen Sloss that I really, really enjoyed. Um, mm. He wrote it. Uh, that was the January challenge uh, where we were supposed to write for Holy Week. Mm. And he chose Good Friday and mm. he chose to write a song um, sort of from the perspective of a soldier as if mm. he himself were the soldier um, nailing Christ to the cross, actually. So, mm. um, yeah, so uh, it's called uh, Lifted Cross or Rise to Die. And um, he just did an incredible job of making you feel like you were in in the story he used mm. again really sensory language action words mm. um a lot of vivid imagery um to make you feel like you are in the story and i felt like he did a really nice job of um setting it as well um musically because he's worked on that as well and this month hasn't he and kind mm-hmm. of he has you know brought that to to so, i don't know whether he's fully concluded it yet but he certainly done some kind of finishing off work on it that's the problem with this whole forum is that we our um kind of modus operandi is to dissect and disassemble and critique so every time someone brings a finished song it gets <laughs> taken to pieces again. this is our life keiko and Razan worship we do it to each other all the time but i absolutely agree i, I love the way that Stephen um and several songs actually he brought in this kind of visceral language which is yes. really you know it's it's on the edge well it is uncomfortable but at times sort of on the edge it of uncomfortable is. isn't it mm. It is, and and it felt like that was um, the song to do it in, since it wasn't necessarily, it's not necessarily a congregational worship song, because, you know, the problem you run into with these um, songs for a specific moment are that you can't exactly sing them any other time in teaching congregation. So, in a way, there was more freedom to write more creatively, and I think he did that in a really beautiful way Mm. um, in that song. The agony Rasping breath against my face What coronation this for you Good one. 
I think for me, two of the ones that I've liked have been two of the ones where people have written to existing hymn tunes. Mm. Uh, so I was remembering Helen Pollard's song for Dedication, uh, mm. which came out of the whole life thing because she was wanting to write something for that mm. moment of dedication on the Sunday, but then that kind of stretched on into everyday life and as a parent how you're kind of doing your discipleship whilst, you know, making packed lunches and changing nappies mm. and things. Lord, you said to your disciples, let the children come to me. So uh, Samuel Hurl's funeral song, which he wrote to Jupiter, um, mm. or Thaxted. Thaxted, yeah. Um, and he, again, he's worked on that. And uh, bless him, he's still saying, oh, you know, Sam didn't like this bit. And do I, <laughs> do I need to change it? And I try to say to him back, you know, you don't have to change it. You know, it's up to you. It's your song. And um, but he's done a really good job with that. And I, I, I do like those songs. Not that, you know, there's anything, you know, I love a new tune, too. Actually, I think writing stuff for an old tune gives it an immediate kind of usability. Um, and it's mm. great, been great to see people kind of step up to that challenge. We come with questions burning, with hearts disturbed within. We long to know the answers, but doubts they We face the toughest trials, struggle on against the tide. Are you here? Okay, what have you learned? What have you what have you grown? How have you have you benefited? Maybe Kate could go you could go first on this one. How have you benefited and learned and grown from this process? Oh, it's been um an incredible experience actually. I I um I think I said I've always enjoyed songwriting, but I think that um, all of my songs tended to come out of sort of my personal experience or my personal feeling or, um, you know, maybe a passage I happened to be reading at the time. And, um, and so having you guys to sort of be more strategic about these topics and set mm. them regularly has been incredibly helpful for me um, to sort of think more in terms of what uh, my congregation might need um, mm. and the challenge of writing something that I didn't come out of personal inspiration but still trying to do something well um has been really really helpful um and also i don't know i find songwriting to be a little bit like maybe like juggling or something where you've got you know you've got your lyrics ball over here that you can work Mm. on lyric writing you can you've got your um melody writing you've got you want to write compelling harmonies and then um you can sort of individually work on those things but when songwriting, they all have to come together at the same mm, time. Yeah. Um, and you can only get better by doing it, by practicing yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. And so just the um, monthly challenge and the chance to have um, immediate feedback from everybody, everyone's so encouraging mm. um, and so helpful. So I think just having the regular challenge um, was was also really helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. How about you, Joel? I think well, something I've noticed myself do this time 
perhaps compared to last time we did it or, or other songs times is I haven't tried to pigeonhole a song as it begins and I, I do a lot of self-editing uh, you know I, and that's one of my struggles is I try and edit things instantly before they even make it out of my mouth or, or out of my mind and I've tried this time to say well look I don't know whether this song is going to turn out to be very con- congregational because of the style mm. or whatever else, but I'm just going to follow it I'm going to pursue it and I'm going to get a yeah. song out of it whatever it mm. is because mm. um, I've been so focused on congregational songwriting for years, that's always mm. my sort of, I switch stuff off if it's not. And this time, I think I've written quite a few more, which are not especially congregational and are slightly different in style and a bit more singer-songwriter or, or something. Um, and I've enjoyed the freedom, both the freedom of doing that, but also the fact it's just meant, it's, just, I just, it's kept me writing. And if I had, if I'd blocked those, I'd have written nothing. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, so yeah. I'm really thrilled to do that, and sometimes out of that then comes a re- an idea. So, so I find I think the example, for example, the um, the Holy Week one, which I think was really fruitful for all of us actually, um, mm-hmm. certainly yeah. for you and me, Sam, because we managed to get completed songs out of it. That was mm-hmm. one where I just sort of tried immersing myself in a story and wrote out of it. And for one or two others, I've tried a similar thing, and what's come out has been far less congregational, but it, it hasn't really mattered. So I think I've learned that I've I've learned. And I've seen, I definitely write best out of scripture. Mm. Um, and I, it seems an odd thing to say that I don't think that's the only way to write worship songs. I mean, I think worship, worship songs need to be true to scripture, but they don't all need to start in a scripture passage. But I, I find my creativity is switched on by taking a set of words in scripture and figuring out what to do with them. And that might mm. mean the story, it might mean the, the exact specific verses, or it might just mean somehow the content. I, I just love writing a song which is just this little nugget, these four verses, and that's the whole, that's the entirety of the song, and I just try to weave the whole thing. And, and for me, I find that's one of my strengths. Um, mm. And the other thing I've learned is that I don't write enough, because without this, I wouldn't, I've, I've struggled even mm. month by month to get one song done. <laughs> and I work in worship songwriting. This is my job. <laughs> and, and I don't do it enough. So I really need this sort of thing. But I, yeah, it's made it really clear to me that when, you know, we put the challenge out, and two days later, um, somebody, usually Travis or someone, has whacked up a song just like that. And where does it come from? And Ian has written something that is just full of words I didn't even have in my vocabulary, but he's woven <laughs> them together. And I'm just kind yeah. of putting it off till, you know, to when, oh, we've got to record the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> something. So, yeah, that's some of the stuff I've learned, I think. Yeah. How about you, Sam? Yeah, I am... Um... I guess I agree for me as well. Writing a lot really helps me and having the challenges really helps me. Um, I find the weirder the challenges are, almost the better, the more unusual. Uh, although I was reflecting back and thinking that actually, the, for me, the thematic ones are more fruitful than the structural ones. Mm-hmm. So a couple of times we did, oh, let's write a short song. Yeah. Or let's write, um, let's, you know, improvise a seed and then, and then get something out of it or let's and actually looking back those ones where we tried to suggest a a sort of structural way of writing have not really led to much for me it it may have worked for other people i'd I'd be interested to know um but it's where we've been set we've set each other a theme for me that's been where the best songs have come out Mm. um i think the other thing is is just you know we we've in resound we've done online forums for years uh, and I've always felt, oh, the face-to-face is so much better than the mm. online forums. But actually, one of the good things nowadays is because it's so easy for people to just knock an idea into GarageBand and put it up on the forum, um, 
that seems to be happening more and more within the forum. So, Keke, you put loads of of ideas for people and I think it's always really encouraging to hear your song mm. sung back to you mm. with a tweak and you go oh yeah actually that sounds good and oh that tweak you know and you so that I think that's something I would encourage people to increasingly do is if you've got an idea you know sing the song back to the person and and, and put the tweak in and they, they may they may take your you know um your idea better if it's explain in that way rather than try to explain yeah. in words do you know what i've found about that is is that we some of it is some of it's deliberate some of it is we literally try and sing back what we thought they were singing and we just do it yeah. differently but then you <laughs> yeah. hear that in someone else's voice and you say oh yeah, yeah. That, that's much better i wouldn't I, it wasn't how it went but it is now and but the other thing is you sometimes just hear a different tone of voice so yeah. you might write something and you think it's quite um i don't know you think it's quite grounded and stately and someone else sings it and just by putting it in their voice and then playing the guitar or the piano, it, it becomes light and joyful mm. or it becomes melancholy. And, and, and so and I've heard that a number of times, just hearing a different voice sing it back. You hear a, a new tone to the song that you maybe didn't know was there and then you can choose to pursue that as you develop it. And I think that's a that's super helpful aspect of it. Cool. Well, it'd be good to hear uh, the songs that we've been working on. Um, Keke, would you like to tell us about yours and we'll have a listen to it? Um, sure. So... Um... I did an eco song uh, based on Psalm 104, right. and um, that song was so long, and I just ended up with way too many verses, um, and two of those verses were actually, I was trying to articulate the gospel in them, and they just didn't fit at all um, with the rest <laughs> of the song, so I decided for um, this month's challenge to go back and sort of rescue those two verses and <laughs> see if I couldn't turn them into um, something different, so I kind of challenged myself to um, take the lyrics and see if I could reset them in a musical context that was as different as possible. Mm. So the original song was sort of dark and um, dramatic, and um, and so and in six eight or twelve eight, and then um, so I took the verses and used them as a basis for a new song in four four. I don't think actually it's very congregational, but, um, <laughs> but I did end up having a lot of fun with it.
never have faith Oh, what a wonder to witness this miracle Lord of the universe, humble in flesh One act of ultimate love on the mountaintop One act of power as you conquer death Your love is wonderful, so Good stuff. Really good. I'm surprised you say you don't think it's that congregational. Do you think it could work? Yeah, absolutely. It's so, it's so leapy and extremely um, syncopated, so I Yeah, I but sure. I, it, I don't know, it's so repeated. Hmm. Um, yeah. You know, the, the verses, you know, and that's catchy, you know, yeah. and then once you've got that in your head... Um, I want. I just wondered about the, in the pre-chorus. Uh, sorry, maybe you maybe you finished this now. <laughs> you don't want me to give ideas. But um, love was wonderful. Do you go down there for so unbelievable? So unbelievable. Yeah, I just want to. Da, 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 I don't know. I can't quite get the harmony. But whether that could be really logical, or even I don't know if it would work to repeat exactly the same thing. In love is wonderful. I can't do it now, but that was the only bit that I wasn't... Oh, I wasn't quite expecting that. What do you think, Joel? I think Sam is right, that the key to having um, syncopations and leaps and things is being consistent in them. So I don't think this does anything unusual, does it, at all? And then when you hit the the chorus... Glory, oh glory, we offer our praise in all of your grace. Lord, is that the right tune? See, there you go. I've sung back to you what I think it might go like. <laughs> I can just listen to it. And that's really nice. I'm fascinated, though, that it's come out of Psalm 104, um, <laughs> that it seems to have then headed off down a... I mean, it's got the, the, it's got those little bits in Like Psalm, Psalm 104 does have a bit of our giant kind of general failure of humanity, doesn't it? But you, you've kind of taken it off, in a, to me, in a, in a richer gospel direction than just the context of that psalm. Is that right? 
Yeah, I, I feel like it doesn't really have much to do with Psalm, Psalm 104. When I, 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 I struggle. I don't know why I felt this pressure. Somehow I feel like the gospel story is such a dramatic and powerful and sort of the central theme of um, our lives as, as Christians. And so um, it's, I, I wanted that power to sort of to be in that song, but um, uh, Psalm 104 obviously doesn't have the gospel exactly yeah. in it, explicitly in it. Mm. And so... Um, so yeah, so it, it just didn't really mm. fit. I was thinking lyrically, um, just at the end of the verse one, I was thinking it's a, it, you have to be a little bit careful with... Um, it's tricky putting questions in things. So you know, when you put this kind of, how could it be we're close to your heart? Um, I wonder whether actually kind of just sort of stating that. So I've forgotten the tune now, but you spin the sun and the moon in a dance of life. And that's really, that's really beautiful. And I would try and find another movement verb, because basically you've got, mm-hmm. you've got God setting something in motion and then a movement verb which is kind of grabbing us and pulling us or something drawing do, do you see so it's about mm-hmm. his it's about his spinning the plates and juggling the balls and and his management of creation and mm-hmm. maybe that's just kind of a movement verb about something grabbing us and bringing us close to his heart i think the how could it mm. be aspect of it almost could be unspoken there we see that because it's so phenomenal mm-hmm. that this god who has spun the that this beautiful idea of this created the dance of the planets and the and the and the galaxies and so on my only other little question is have you tried doing a three verse version i just wonder whether because they're quite long verses yeah mm-hmm. uh and the chorus is 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 great and i feel like you know you could do one two chorus mm-hmm. three chorus bridge chorus and that'd probably be about because right. you've got three choruses as well, haven't you? So there's yeah. like a lot of components. Mm-hmm. 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 So whether you could yeah. condense some of it, it might, it might just, yeah. That's the beauty of an editor. I love how it, you bring a song to an editor and they go, chop, chop, cut, chop. There you go. <laughs> oh. oh, is that it? Yeah, I love that line. <laughs> awesome. Um, Joel, do you want to give us a, yours? Yeah, so I went back to the... Um, well, I can't remember which challenge it was. It June. This was the funeral songs challenge. We've already yeah. talked about that a couple of times, haven't we? And um, I had initially brought something, which is a kind of um, "We Have a Home." Leaves us through darkened days. And then Keiko, actually, I think it was helpfully said, "What? What about bringing it forward and shortening it? Something more like we have a home." The leaves are so dark and days. And that was all nice. And then went into this. But the chorus, I just felt the chorus and the verse didn't match together. I took it on the songwriting retreat and played to the group. And I felt that some more mucked around with it. And, and then I thought, no, I'm going to re- I've been trying to write a, well, let's write something we can sing anytime. And it might just be good for funerals. And I thought, no, I'm going to dive really deeply into the, into the moment and say, no, this is a song for the grieving. And to sort of sing for the grieving, if you like. And so this has taken me. I'll play you where it's taken me, and you can tell me what you think. Oh, sisters and brothers, be strong. Do not lose heart, though you weep and you suffer. May the grace of another become your path to peace. May you see 
night there'll be joy in the morning When the taste of our tears is replaced with the feast of the Lord And our enemy death is consumed in the blaze of God's glory And our grief will Yeah, but I think it's the right kind of sad, you know. It's, it's, it's got it's got the hope in there, um, but it it doesn't resolve all nicely and neatly. Mm. Um, so I, to me, that's that's exactly the kind of song I would want to sing. In a time of of grieving, it, it's sort of holding the tension. Um, yeah, you got any thoughts, KK? Um, I think it works really, really well. I think um, the verses and the chorus go together beautifully. Uh, something just struck me at the end of the chorus. I mm. thought it was interesting that you chose to end on a minor chord there when our grief will be no more. And at first I thought, could that be a place where um, you would end on a major chord? Um, but then when you repeated it, well, just because it feels like we're staying, we're kind of staying in our grief. Um, but I guess that makes sense because you're looking forward to a time we don't get to realize yet. Mm. Um, and I really liked how you repeated our mm. grief and our tears and our pain mm. will be no more. So, so then, mm. yeah, so I, li- I like it. I like the minor chord. I, I think I have the same mm-hmm. thought process as you. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah, maybe it is right. Mm-hmm. But I just wonder whether the melody there could be slightly higher. And yeah. our grief will be no more. Something like that. I felt it was a little bit throwaway, being so low. And our grief will be no more. It was kind of too... Like it will be no 
Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I was wondering yeah, about I can that. Hear that. I was also wondering whether you could cut a couple of syllables in the end of each verse. So uh, you've got, may you see the face of Jesus through your grief. Could you just go... Um, oh, I can't remember what I was thinking now. Oh, like something like, may the grace of another become your path of peace. See the face of Jesus through your grief. See the face of Jesus through your Yeah, because then you... May the hands of Jesus hold your life. Yeah, okay. So you could put in a little... Mm-hmm. Little trim. Yeah. Yeah, any other thoughts anyone's got? Um, the other thing I um, sort of wondered about, you you hit the... A, a lot. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I almost need to hear it again. But I just wondered, it's, it's a fun note to sing, and there's a kind of a reaching quality. Um, I just wondered if there are any places where there could be like a peak where you go above it just mm. once or okay. something, yeah, yeah. maybe in the chorus. Um, and I, I don't know where, I'd almost need to hear the whole thing so again. So it could be, it could, <laughs> I, I've pitched this quite high, so this would be too high for me to sing, I'd have to change the key, but let's, let's go with it. Though weeping may come in the night, there'll be joy in the morning. Yeah. So that, so that you've got something. And the taste of our tears is replaced with the feast of the Lord. Oh, yeah. Maybe too, maybe too much to rise all the time, but maybe in one of those... Yeah. Could you, um, yeah. Could you then go somewhere very different for the enemy death? Enemy death is consumed. That's horrible, but just somewhere, get, yeah, because it basically repeats the same shape three yeah, times, isn't it? Like it? the third time, go in a different direction and then come back. All I, all I do is change the chord. I don't even change the chord, do I? I don't think. No, I just do exactly the same thing. Yeah. Is that a four chord? What key are you in? I mean, I mean E flat. No, C minor. E flat. So you could hit an A. Consumed. You could hit an A. You could hit an A flat on enemy. Yeah, maybe something like that. That could be a subtle, but it's a, yeah. Let's make, like I'm singing out. I'm singing the same sort of idea out. I'm just trying to package it into what you're saying. I can see that. Yeah, I, yeah can I great. like two things that struck me about it? Because unusual for me is I've written something I'm very directly singing to someone, and I never mm. write songs like this. Mm. And there's a bit where um, in the beginning of verse two, I'm not. I think verse two needs a bit work, maybe. But you can see the basic idea is there from the Corinthians' idea of the troubles are momentary, mm. and there's a glory that went and so on. And I, and that's the kind of trying to package a little biblical passage in there but it was the, just that opening where I had though you though you're way down with sorrow though you're and I thought no actually I don't know what you think but I thought no I'm just going to name it you are heavy with sorrow mm. but these troubles will not like just to kind of try and go more directly oh sisters and brothers be strong do not lose heart mm. and I'm for me I'm nervous of that in life I rarely speak to people in that way but I felt Wait, like what? it was sort of a bold way to write the song did you consider we are heavy with sorrow do you think I could do that from... Because the opening kind of sings out to... I mean, in a sense, sings out to all of us around us, I suppose, doesn't it? So maybe that's fine then, actually, when it comes into verse two, we are, we are heavy with sorrow, but it's trouble. Yeah, I maybe think that's, that's better. better. Maybe that yeah. is better, 
because then it feels a little bit less glib to say things like these troubles will not last and stuff because that's something we're claiming together, right? Whereas I'm saying to someone, come on, mm. you'll be fine. You'll get over and it. And in the joy yet to follow, we all yeah. know the peace of Christ. Yeah. All right, Sam, come on in. What you got? Okay, so... I worked on the song that I did last month, the yep. We Are Workers in God's Fields. I tried to pick up on the stuff that you'd said in the podcast and people had said on the forum. So I didn't change significantly the first two verses. So I'm going to sing you the third verse and the new chorus and the new bridge. Okay. So this is the new new third verse. Um, Earth and stones are gifts of God. We have all we need to thrive Offering our hearts and lives Knowing kingdom work survives Knowing kingdom work survives Working on the harvest as grace gives Building up a temple Loveless, we may sow in tears, but we'll reap with songs of joy at the harvest. Do that again. Okay. Working on the harvest as grace gives, we're building up a temple. We're loveless. Uh, we may sow in tears, but we'll reap with songs of joy at the harvest. What's made in God's name will stand for His fame. What's made in God's ways will stand for His praise. What's made in God's name will stand for his fame at the harvest of all things. Etc. Yay! Well done, Sam. I love it. I love that one. That is a good guys. one. Yeah, it's nice and tight. And um, yeah, Keiko, any, any little bits of, any gems of wisdom? Um, well, originally your uh, melody went down in the chorus. Yeah. It was songs of joy and. Um, I like that it. I like that it goes up now. That was your idea. Don't be. Don't be humble. <laughs> That's all right. Don't be modest. Yeah. No. I. I think it works really, really well. Um, the whole thing. It's really fun to sing. I like the echo. I love all the um, descriptive language you use. Um, this metaphor <laughs> of working mm. on the harvest. Mm. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. I'm just wondering with the with the bridge. Because I've kind of took a bit of the chorus and turned it into a bridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's made in God's name will stand for his fame. I wonder about if I can... Because I said what's made in God's ways will stand for his praise. The, the, the two metaphors in the song are kind of growth in, in a field and building a house. Yeah. And I wondered if I could do something that says what's made in God's name will stand for his praise. What grows in God's way. That's a bit of a mouthful. But I wonder if I can get something in that's more organic field... Or if I'm just overcomplicating it doing that. I know you made there is a there is a little thing in this song that the the metaphor you, you're just kind of hanging on to the metaphor through towards the end of it, isn't, isn't there? Where where they're clearly you've taken two metaphors and you package them together, but then we kind of get this strong harvest word ringing over the top of it. Mm. 
and and that in a way that glues it together but in another sense it it takes you into another metaphor um so you you kind of need to be focused in that sense and and possibly quite explicit otherwise it kind of feel it can feel like especially like you get to the bridge and it's just kind of yeah we're just kind of singing some normal stuff that we sing in bridges um and and for so for example like the name fame rhyme i think just pushes it a little bit more towards cliche Mm. which which balanced with the idea of i've got to keep my i've got to keep my theme strong it's just worth weighing that up I'm, i'm trying to bring out that thing that paul talks about where he says you know you you build with these different materials but you know at the end of time god is going to judge what you've built i sort of found in the chorus i would almost exactly like what you said for mine is on the third line can you go somewhere slightly different so yeah but working on the harvest of nice kids building up a temple where love is we may sow in tears but some, somehow kind of yeah. bring the sewing in tears down a little bit and yeah, then good. from there build right up work your way up to reaping with songs of joy so that joy. the joy doesn't just come completely out of nowhere but there's a sense yeah. of you you held us back so we can explode into that yeah. word that thought made quite nice what do you feel about a cheeky little diminished chord on so cheeky. so we were so in tears but we'll reap with songs of joy yeah, I think the diminished chord is fine. I'm just thinking about that melody because it goes. Yeah. It kind of goes up and down and boom, and then yeah, jumps up the yeah, top. Yeah. And I wonder if you can just take it on slightly more. All right, I'll have a little, I'll have a little, a little bit to that. play with. The other thought I had yeah. was just in the. You know, you sing offering our hearts and lives. Yeah. If you just sang, so we bring our hearts and lives, would that yeah, say the same good. thing? But Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's natural. good. Uh, bless you guys. Thank you. That's really helpful. I will continue on my way well i think all we need to say is thank you so much to keiko for being our special guest and Aww. it's, it's uh, been an honor thank you oh well it's been really lovely to have you on and uh, we should do it again sometime you are definitely our first guest from rochester new york <laughs> <laughs> and yeah no it's been great yeah we've really appreciated your contribution getting really stuck in it's been so helpful um yeah oh, and it's been so much fun yeah yeah Cool. Bless you. Take care. Oh, thank you. Bye. 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 Well, that's just about it for this month. It's definitely it for the 12 Song Challenge um, for the next little while. Thanks ever so much, everyone who's been involved. We're going to kick that off again in January with a new set of challenges. Um, in the meantime, to fill your songwriting um, desert, you might like to write, definitely, please write something for the Doxicology project. We really want to have lots of songs in so we can pick the absolute best ones and put them in the project. Um, watch out for the new album that's coming and use your social media ninja skills to get it out there to the world for us. We'd really appreciate your help in, in that. Um, if you're not in our Facebook group, search for Resound Worship Songwriting Community on Facebook and that way you can keep in touch with everyone. The Slack forum will stay there and you know you can obviously use that in, in terms of keeping in touch with each other but the Facebook thing is good um, and maybe just enjoy a bit of writing songs without anyone like Sam or Joel looking over your shoulder and telling you what you're doing <laughs> right or wrong. <laughs> you can just have a, a lovely fruitful season. Um, we'll be back next month. See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.